Hey, this is Jim Graham from the Masculine Journey Podcast, where we explore relationship instead of religion every week. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Kingdom Pursuits, where you hear from ordinary people instilled with an extraordinary passion. Together we explore the stories of men and women who take what they love and let God turn their passion into Kingdom Pursuits. Now, live from the Truth Booth, your host, Robbie Dillmore. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, I'm just like, man, I am so excited, really. It's hard. You know, I was up till 12.45 coming back from Nashville last night, got in, and then, you know, to get ready for these. But I, I, you know, I'm just bursting to share all that God shared with me over the weekend. And so beyond cool, and, and I, we, we have really as a couple of guests lined up for you that I know are just going to bless your socks off for such a time as this that we're in right now. Um, in so many ways, we need this information so badly. Uh, and so... It's amazing to me. I had to go all the way to Nashville to see my friend that I've known <laughs> that actually lives here in Winston-Salem, you know, North Carolina. But anyway, Miguel Vera, uh, I've known for years and, and had him on, but it's probably been back when it was Robbie's Hobbies the last time. That's right, Robbie's Hobbies. Yeah, that's the, you know, those who are longtime listeners know <laughs> that this show used to be called, which is kind of funny from my point of view, Miguel, Stu, my boss, there's the owner of the Truth Network, he thought the fact that hobbies rode with rhymed with Robbie would make a good show. Right. <laughs> and so this, the show was birthed not long after I came to the truth network and it was called Robbie's hobbies for maybe the first five years. But the problem was that certain guests, you know, like you'd get Charles Stanley or somebody you'd want to come on the show and I'm not going to come on some hobby show <laughs> or not that Charles Stanley said that, but there were other ministries that did yeah. that. They were like, I, I don't, this isn't a hobby to me. And so we changed it to kingdom. A lot of side note to just tell you that Miguel has written a new book, actually sort of a study thing. Yes. It's absolutely amazing and, and really relevant. And you may go, well, really? We got things to worry about. We got Ukraine and we got Afghanistan. We got all this stuff, but man, what, what we talked about in the show I just did a Christian car guy is like when darkness starts to show up, this is when the people of God, man, every everybody that gets a little bit of light shines it on the whole place. And so mission-minded in the workplace, illuminating, okay? There you go. Illuminating <laughs> the fruit of the Spirit. So, man, how fun is that, Miguel? Oh, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, you know, just going through this process, it's amazing how many people that are Christians couldn't name the nine fruits of the Spirit. And if you can't name them, how can you practice them? Let's see how I do, Carmen. Don't you think I should? <laughs> I don't want to yes, put you on the spot. I'm, I'm, I'm on the spot, you man. I got to see, see spot. what I do. You know, I didn't know you were hitting me with this, but I got to try, okay? Because I used to teach it in my special yeah. needs classes, so I used to have it memorized. Let's see. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There you go. Bingo. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I did that. Yeah. But I also have another. I mean, this man, I met him. I think he's actually from Canada. But he, he hosts a show called Prophecy USA Broadcast, and he, he God has given him 
a vision that I, I think you're going to be just blessed out of your socks again for such a time as this. His book is called The Hour. You know, it was very interesting after the show we just did, right, Carmen? That that the the hour that changes everything. America's role. Oh. America's role in Bible prophecy as as God has given him this. I think you're gonna be blessed out of your socks. So welcome, Richard. Having me, Robbie. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean we you know how you meet some people, Miguel, and I'm like immediately you hit That's like right. you're on connection. The, you're on the same page, and 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 wow, <clears throat> I was like, man, I, I I've just been given all sorts of cool stuff by God. We just had the best time, didn't we, Richard? This it was an excellent NRB, and I felt that connection too, Robbie. When you interviewed me, and I looked in your eyes, and I could see that shining light, and I thought this guy's getting it. That's a beautiful, and I hope that, man, that there be many listeners that they're, when they get the light, <clears throat> in spite of how dark it may look out there, you know, God's bringing light, and it's and it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. But it is a, an hour where things are serious, and and, and we got to get down to it. But before we get too serious, Carmen, you know what's got to happen, right? You hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Robbie's riddles. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> So, speaking of our Carmen, because, you know, we got hours to deal with, you know, after hours of trying, I finally get, got the lid off this can of biscuits, you know? Got any idea how? No. How? Miguel? Lived off a can of biscuits? Yeah. All right. Uh, he's thinking. He's not, thinking. Yeah. How about you, Richard? Got any ideas? You didn't use your teeth, did you? <laughs> <laughs> You've seen my teeth. That's what happened. <laughs> no, no, but that was a good one. I like that. So, truth is, you know, I just, I just really pulled it off, man. I mean, I, I did. Just pulled it off. <laughs> yeah, I just really pulled it off. You got it? All right, laugh, Richard. This is There's a cute... You don't see a big laugh sign flashing in the background? Okay, very good. Okay. I'm going to make sure. These are not necessarily funny, but it's your job to laugh. Okay. okay. <laughs> They tickled me or I wouldn't use them. So, this is my first radio. Uh, <laughs> so I did my grandson's puzzle, right? I went over there to visit Carmen, and he had this puzzle laying on the floor. And, man, I want to tell you, I got it done in an hour. You know, an hour is the word that we're, we're talking about. Gotcha. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. But it, it, it said, I was impressed. It said right on the box, right, it would take three to four years. <laughs> I got it done in an hour, Richard. I mean, how impressive. What do you think? Very. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. So, true story. When I first got in radio, missed, uh, Stu Epperson and I would go around together, and we there was this tea shop in the mall, right? They sold tea like, you know, Lipton tea, but all sorts of different brands of tea. And so... You know, it's, with Stu's sense of humor and mine, we immediately came up with a campaign and a name change for him. We were going to call it Mr. T's Tea Shop, and we had a little ad that we put together. I pity the fool that don't drink Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> Very clever. <laughs> so, man, this was one of the funniest commercials you ever heard in your life. And I know that Stu, if he's listening, is laughing right now because it was, it was classic, right? And what happened, Carmen, is, is, is they bought the campaign and things were amazing. You know what? You could say that their business was brisk. 
Okay. I'm yeah. All right. Inside, you're laughing. All they right. Just we are getting better. All right. So, <laughs> so Robbie, you, know, you know I'm still in Nashville, don't you? Oh, I did. That's right. You are in Nashville. Yeah. So we have to get to an actual riddle so that people can call in, win, and then we'll get on to bigger and much more serious things. But <clears throat> so, which Bible character? This is very fun. Don't tr- don't don't answer ahead because people got to call in. Okay. So, which Bible character needed a manicure? I mean, this dude needed a manicure, I'm just telling you. I guess I gave away that he's a dude. All right. But anyway, he needed a manicure. I mean, his fingernails, they were just totally out of hand. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you know the name of that Bible character, you call us 866-348-7884. And if they do that, Carmen, tell them what they'll win. Today's prize is an awesome piece of literature chosen by Robbie Dilmore himself. Yeah, and they have their choice of either of these books. The Hour That Changes Everything, America's Role in Bible Prophecy, or Mission-Minded in the Workplace, Illuminating the Fruit of the Spirit by Mikhail Vera. And by the way, both these books are autographed. So how fun is that? And so you get one, you get your choice of whichever one you want. And if you talk to Carmen Nice, you might even get both. I'm just saying. But we would love for you to call us and tell us which Bible character, right? He needed a manicure. I think you would agree. <laughs> I mean, his fingernails were just out of hand. I'm just saying. 866-348-7884. Now to get down to like, oh my goodness, we got it. We, Richard, I know people are thinking, America's role in Bible. Do You don't know America's not in the Bible. So I know that that's part of what God's given you. And you've got so much scripture to back up what you're saying in this book. It's absolutely phenomenal. So can you just kind of introduce the sub? Well, before we do that, you hear the music. That's the thing with live radio, Richard. <laughs> we don't have the NRB. I can just let it keep it's going. That's my introduction. <laughs> this is well, powerful. Yeah. Yes. I want the amazing music. Richard Pearson coming right up after the break. <laughs> Stay tuned. We got so much more Kingdom Pursuits. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom and how fun we've got my good friend Miguel Vera, Miguel Vera, which actually was a star football player at Kentucky. Um, for those who football fans, yes, this is that Miguel. <laughs> and we got Richard Pearson, the hour that changes everything. And Richard is the host of Prophecy USA, that TV um, broadcast. How cool is that? And I think it's really going to enlighten us all, as well as the illuminating of the spirit, you know, through Mission in the Marketplace. That's Miguel's book. But before we do that, again, you know, I always have to just go off on a sidetrack. But I have Mark is in Louisville, North Carolina. And Mark, you're on Kingdom Pursuits. Do you know what Rascal had the problem with his manicure? I'm going to take a guess and, uh, I'm going to give you a long answer. Okay. It's a, a King of Kings. And it's not the King of Kings. It's the King of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar. 
that's a long answer, but it's a great answer, and it's exactly right. You know, even his name, Nebuchadnezzar, like takes 14 different characters. So I thought, you know, that's just a long answer just all by itself without that idea of, you know, the head of bronze. And I, I know where you were going with that, Mark. That was pretty yeah. cool. And I know that, uh, Richard, you saw the prophecy in that, didn't you, Richard? Yes, sir. Nebuchadnezzar was full of pride, full of pride, and God handed him over. He handed him over to darkness, and it says they drove him into the wilderness, and they made him eat grass. And uh, pride's a terrible thing when you get pride. And, you know, pride's the only disease that makes everyone else in the room feel sick to their stomach except the person that's full of it. <laughs> it's a rare, it's, it's a common disease, but it, it's all around us. Oh, yeah, man. I've eaten plenty of grass in my day. <laughs> I'll eat a lot of crow. <laughs> I'm checking my fingernails as I speak. <laughs> Thank you, my friend, Mark. God bless you. And I'm going to put you back on the hold so Carmen can talk about which book you'd like or both. I'm just saying it's available. Thank you. <laughs> So without further ado, Richard, we can finally come back to um, America's role in Bible prophecy. So share with our listeners a little bit, uh, maybe the backstory, that would be fun, of how you got this. Uh, basically, when I was 18 years old, I made a vow to God that if he showed me he was real, I would totally give him my life. And uh, I was raised in a cessation theology, uh, Baptist background didn't know if God still did miracles, but when I made that vow, Robbie... What is that about, just to not interrupt, but I will anyway, um, is that was that in Canada? Do I remember that? That happened in Florida. In Florida, in Florida. Canada, Florida. Florida. It's there, they're yeah. right next to each other. <laughs> it was in an apartment in Florida. In fact, I still have that apartment today. Uh, we live there in the wintertime. But uh, I made a vow to God, and, and when I released that vow, something happened. I tapped into heaven, and the door blew open. And a wind came into the room and encircled us. Uh, I was with my cousin at the time. We were 18 years old. And I thought, what on earth have I conjured up with this vow? And we were on our knees, and I buried my face in the carpet. And it was not a breeze. It was a whirlwind that came into the room. The curtains were blowing. The lamps were shaking. I mean, it was a whirlwind. And uh, I buried my face in the, in the carpet, and all of a sudden I started speaking in this other language for about 10 minutes. This went on for 10 minutes. I put my hand up. I said, Lord, I don't know what's going on, but I believe you're real, and I know you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. But please, I can't take any more. Please stop the wind. And the wind went out the door, and the door slammed shut behind it. I did not know that the second chapter of Acts existed, where it says, and when the day of Pentecost had come, the disciples were gathered together with one accord, and suddenly there came a sound as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled the room where they were at, and they began to speak in over 15 different dialects, the wonders of God. So that totally changed my life and put me on a pursuit of God. I went to Oral Roberts University uh, for the next uh, four years and studied there. And that that was my first theophany, Robbie. And uh, I, I, this... The, oh, that would, that the time, would wake up most people, I'm just saying that, you know. <laughs> well, when, when I was 18, I tapped into heaven, but when I was 32, heaven came down and tapped into me. And uh, 
I had given a, a large sum of money. I considered large 10% of my net worth. I hadn't been tithing by the time I was 32. I was in business. And uh, I had an opportunity to be on the Board of Regents at ORU, and I went down there, and I realized I felt convicted that we were doing medical missions projects at the time, and I was in business, I was doing well, I was making money, but I wasn't even tithing. And I thought, Lord, this is terrible. I told you I'd give you my life, and I'm not even tithing. So I cut a check, Robbie, for 10% of my net worth and gave it to medical missions, and when I did that, Something supernatural began to happen, very similar to Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. An angel came to him and said, your alms and prayers have come up for a memorial, Cornelius. Go to Peter, and he will lead you to the way of salvation. And Cornelius was a, a centurion soldier, the first Gentile to get saved and come to Christ. He got saved and went to Christ and came to Christ because of his tithes and offerings, and that's that activated something in the spirit realm for a period of seven days. Uh, I would say I had revelation knowledge going through my head, almost like a music. You know, when you get a song in your head and you can't, you just can't stop singing it. It just keeps playing over and over. This went on for about seven days, uh, all about things that were coming to America. And I thought, I I could not understand what was going on. And on the seventh night of the seventh day, an audible voice woke me up, called me by name, spoke to me. I thought questions in my mind, and the voice answered me audibly. And I'll be quite honest with you, I was absolutely horrified. Um, at the presence of God. The fear of God was all over me. But I said, Lord, why are you calling me? Why are you telling me this? And the voice said audibly, because I love you, Rick. And then it entered my chest and spoke audibly on the inside of my chest and said, I want you to have fruit that remaineth. And in Ezekiel, when the Lord spoke to Ezekiel, it says, as the, vo- as the Lord spoke, he entered me and put me upon my feet. That voice spoke. That same experience Ezekiel had, I had. And so there's gonna, some other things I'm, I had, but I, I, don't wanna, to, I don't wanna go into too yeah, much I was, detail. Yeah, I was but, just gonna take a pause for a second, because yeah. that is an awesome story. I loved hearing it. I mean, I loved hearing it the first time. I, I even loved it more the second time, because I know that, you know, it sounds, I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, what? Well, the cool thing is when you're going to hear later in the program is what this voice was doing was giving him specific scriptures that would 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 be illuminated to him that you can see what he's talking about clearly in scripture. And so we're going to get to those scriptures in just a minute. But in the same way, I guess, Miguel, you know, you got an illumination of the same kind of thing on the fruits of the spirit, right? Yes. So, so for me, it was it was working in an organization for for five years that was in the process of getting bought by a company in San Antonio, Texas. Um, so I had to fly across the country for training. And long story short, I found myself in a, a taxi cab in the front seat eating street tacos. Okay. And uh, so we're going back to the hotel, and I'm just you know having casual conversation with taxi cab driver, 
and uh, started talking about football, like you talked about Kentucky and Rhode Island, and uh, started sharing my testimony about receiving Christ in college. And, and he said something very interesting in the taxi cab. He said, you know, just last week I had uh, two passengers, and they, they were they had just come back from a Christian concert. And it was about a 60-mile drive, so the guy had plenty of time to share his testimony with the taxi cab driver. And it was about how he was addicted to, uh, to, to different drugs, came to Christ, went totally clean, and then here I am sitting in this taxi cab with this guy sharing my testimony. So we get, we pull up to the hotel. It was about a three-mile drive. And he's getting all of these requests to, uh, for, for different you know, carriers to pick up. And uh, he's ignoring them, and he is totally fixed on our conversation. And, and I get to the point, I said, um, I asked him, I said, would you like to receive Christ? And he said, absolutely. And right there in the front seat of the taxi cab, he received Jesus Christ. And I went back into the hotel room. It was probably about, you know, 1130, 12 o'clock at night. And I called my wife and I said, you'll never believe what just happened. Like, I mean, God took me to San Antonio. I end up in this taxi cab. I, I'm sharing my testimony with this guy. He receives Christ. And she said, earlier today, earlier this evening, I had this strong urge to pray for you. And uh, so she, without my knowing, she was she was praying for me about the, this all happening. And what ended up happening is, is I took that story and I just, I wrote it, as soon as it happened, I just wrote it down. Everything that kind of led up to that that event. And I started sharing it with coworkers. Hey, look at what happened, you know? And uh, um, God just put it on my heart to write a book about, you know, the the, the fruit of the spirit. And, and, and as I did, he just brought other people into my life to share their stories. And as we kind of go on, I could share... Uh, at least the, the other story I'll share is about a Cambodian pastor that basically lived in Cambodia during the Holocaust and, and how he has an undeniable, we talked about light, undeniable joy in his eyes because of the relationship he has with Christ. Yeah, it was, and I got to see that at the NRB. There were some folks that had been in this Chinese torture camp that was unbelievable. Did you meet him, Miguel? They were there. I, in I did booth. not get to meet him. I wish I would have. But this little guy, I, I mean, I saw what what they put him through, and the fact that he could even stand up, period, was beyond. But he didn't just stand there. He stood there with joy that was just unbelievable, unbelievable. So you can tell we are loaded, loaded with great content. I mean, honestly, you can't believe how God illuminates so wonderfully. And we're going to give you more when we come back. Stay tuned. Kingdom Pursuits. Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom and how fun today, really fun. For me. I can't even believe all that God provides for us. I have my good friend Miguel Rivera with Mission Mind, his new book, Mission Minded in the Workplace, Illuminating the Fruits of the Spirit, and my new friend Richard Pearson, who has written The Hour That Changes Everything, America's Role. In Bible prophecy, man, I know you can hardly wait. I know I can. However, I was just thinking, you know, Miguel, that I really think, you know, what happened to me is I, the, when you're talking about sharing Christ in the marketplace. So I was a car salesman. Anybody knows me well knows that that's what I was. I was a car dealer. I, I sold cars for a long time. Mm-hmm. When I became a Christian, I would get up. An hour early every morning, read the Bible, and I, and whatever 
I would learn that day would just flip me out to the point that, man, I had to go tell people. And so it just became like my normal habit, man. Do you know what I read this morning? <laughs> like, do you have any? And I would just tell people like, I was on fire. Like, look what I just read. And, 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 and then it was interesting. A lot of times they would look at you like, what in the world? But over a period of time, right? Because you're working with them every day. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they got something that comes on in their life. Right? Yeah. They, they, they who, don't know, they know who to, to go to. And, and they're like, Robbie, can you, you know, Robbie? And all of a sudden, you know, you thought it was all falling on deaf ears, but I was so excited. I, You know, the rocks were going to cry out based on what I learned. I'm like, man, you got to know this. And um, it's it's really like, you turn on the light, man. It's it's cool. So I was real. I'm really excited to know, um, like that's what happened, isn't it? It, it is. You know, uh, during during COVID, which which everybody could relate to, it, it was just a lot a lot to process, a lot to let just marinate in our minds about isolation and not being able to go places and wearing masks. And and I said, you know, instead of focusing on the negative things, I want to focus on just spending time, just like you said, in God's word in the morning. And I want to invite some people to do this with me. So so after being in the workplace for 20 years, I started to invite current coworkers and former coworkers to Bible study, 15 minutes every day, 7.45 to 8 a.m. And over the course of seven to eight weeks, I had about 18 to 20 businessmen, 15 different companies in three different states, periodically joining for the call and doing just what you said. Uh, I mean, not, not just being excited about it, but actually sharing it with them. In, in, in the the blessings that came out of that and the things that I heard and in, in, in men um, you know sharing their struggles with me and just being able to be an encouragement to them being a Barnabas an encourager has been uh, tremendous absolutely and so when we left our hero Richard you were fixed to get the ultimate download right <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I wanted to say something to McGill I got hit over the head with a spiritual two by four in order to get this revelation. But 99.9% of the time, God operates through that still small voice, just like you when you were sensitive enough in that taxi cab. And that's where God wants all of us to be, just listening for that, for that Moed moment where he can speak through you and minister to others. This is where the body of Christ, I believe, is being pulled to right now, uh, between now and, and the rapture, we are going well, to be. You know, I, I couldn't help it. I, I love that, and I, but I was just going to point out. I don't know if y'all noticed it; they were listening closely. But I'm pretty sure Clarence just got his wings. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. That was my email. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It was really rude to interrupt you when you're in such a role. But I, I was just like. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't help it. Um, you were making a great point, too, and I really feel bad, but it just tickled me as I was listening. I thought, hey, Clarence just got his wings again. All right. So go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I guess what I was emphasizing is we shouldn't seek dramatic encounters like I got. What we just need to do is, is just like McGill said, be sensitive to that still small voice. And it's amazing how many times God will speak to you in a day 
and show you things about people that you're talking to, and you can say an encouraging word. Uh, you can say something to exhort someone. I remember once I was in an airport at an FBO, uh, and this guy came in with his private jet, and he just ranged on the girl at the desk. He wasn't happy about something. And this poor little girl, she was probably 19 or 20, and she was just shaking at, at the register, you know. And he left, and I walked over to her, and I said, you know what? I said, that guy that just yelled at you was a jerk. I said, I've been watching you all morning. I said, if you were my employee, I'd be so proud of you, how you work. And that little girl just about started crying. But, you know, we all can be equipped with a rhema word as we just watch and look around us. And just like McGill in that taxi cab, uh, this is what God wants us to be, light of the world. Yeah, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I couldn't agree with you more. So getting down to the band, we got to get to it. We got to, you know, share the okay. good, of, of at least one or two goodies anyway. About America's role in Bible There prophecy. you go, there you go. Okay. Um, God showed me things about America that was coming, and I didn't realize that there was a nation in the Bible called Mystery Babylon the Great. And Mystery Babylon the Great, uh, there are four distinct chapters, uh, Jeremiah 50, 51, Isaiah 47, Revelation 17 and 18, about this woman that rises up in history. There are eight providential nations throughout Scripture. The eighth providential nation is a new world order. It's an antichrist government that, that, that's global. And the seventh nation is described as a woman. Now, the other six nations have all come and gone. You know, Daniel said he raises up kingdoms and he deposes kingdoms. So we're right now, we have six providential nations that have come and gone. We have two left. The last one is the eighth. You can find that in Revelation 17.10. says the beast is the eighth. But the seventh is described as a woman. And she comes before the eighth kingdom. And it says that the woman sits upon the beast, uh, this, this seven-headed, ten-horned beast, and she sits upon him. That word kathamia means rules over or polices over him. It's the same word where, uh, used, kathamia, where Jesus sits on the throne. And this woman holds the beast down and holds the evil down all around the world on the seven continents of the earth. Now, she's the richest, most powerful nation in the earth. She's recognized in Scripture as the only providential nation with the symbol of a woman. Of course, the United States has the Statue of Liberty with the seven spikes on her head, which when, she was, when it was built represented the seven continents of the world. She makes uh, the merchants of the earth rich through the abundance of her delicacies. She's a world uh, currency, dominates the world with her currency. And the Bible says that she's a golden cup in the hand of the Lord. She's actually in covenant with God. And by, by living in the, in the covenant, if you hear my voice, these things shall follow. This is, a, this is the promises to a covenant nation. I will make you the head and not the tail. I will bless you coming in and going out. And the United States of America is a providential and a covenant nation. In 1620... Uh, at Plymouth Rock, the pilgrims cut a deal with God. They dedicated it to God. Wow, we managed to, to come to another right in the middle of the good stuff. <laughs> but we will be back 
with more. And, and, and clearly, if you've got a question or something, you know, feel free to call us at 866-348-7884. You might want to know about these street tacos. I'm just telling you. They were <laughs> 866-348-7884. We'll be right back. back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. And as we've talked about, we've got two wonderful examples of that. Um, Miguel Vera and his book, Mission Minded in the Workplace, illuminating, you know, the fruits of the spirit, as well as Richard Pearson, the hour that changes everything, America's role in Bible prophecy. And I know we got just a short time left on this last segment, which is really sad because there would be so much I could talk to both these guys about. But I guess it's better that we're that we got more than than we need, right. so we yeah. got have to have them both back. <laughs> but I want to dig into a concept as, that you mentioned. I know that a lot of people are wondering, what about the scripture? What about the scripture? Blah blah blah. Well, go get the book. You know, it's the hour that changes everything. And Richard Pearson, right? I mean, it's it, it's. You're going to find it if if you just Google that, right? I mean, The Hour That Changes Everything by Richard Pearson, okay? So easy enough to get the book. But to move on to what I wanted to talk to you about, which I think is absolutely beautiful because I had never thought about it until what you had mentioned here, that when you're in a covenant, it it has to do with your identity, right? So when you become married and you're in a covenant with your wife, you're no longer just Robbie Dilmore. You're Tammy Dilmore's husband. And your identity literally changes. When you become exactly. a, a Christian, you get a new heart. And your identity, actually, you're, you're now a child That's of right. God. Your identity changes. And so what, what Richard just described is absolutely accurate. We are a covenant nature. And so when you, and, and I think you know this inherently, that you are an American and it is part of your identity. Just go to Mexico or whatever country you want to, and immediately you're going to feel like, wow, I, I, this isn't exactly where I'm an American, right? You, you feel that sense of identity. And so what Richard's teaching here is critical that, like, this is part of who we are, not just obviously Christian, that we have this really neat opportunity to be the light of, of America. Right, Richard? Yes, and you know, uh, this right now America is 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 at a turning point. And it, when you break covenant, when a nation breaks covenant, it's a very serious thing. But a nation can break covenant and fall into utter darkness. But that doesn't mean the remnant inside of her has to fall into darkness. We each have a personal covenant. So when the nation starts going down and darkness starts. It starts occurring, the light inside the nation gets brighter. And each of us now become a shining light inside a nation that's falling into darkness. And so um, it's not a negative thing, but God will always, always, always deliver those who are in covenant with him. Even if he judges the nation, he'll deliver his children out of the nation if judgment comes on the nation. He did that in Egypt. 
He did it in, in uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, you don't want to look back, though, because, you know. You don't want to look back. You can just charge on and keep moving. You know. And that's why I like McGill's. It's a real I granular like expense. You, 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 you. <laughs> that's why I like McGill's book, Mission Minded. Yeah, every, which we every gotta, day you wake up, your mission. We got to get to that too, and I, boy, I hate because what you're saying, Richard, is so critical, especially in this hour, because this is our hour, and it was really neat that we got to be on the Earth at this time, and why we really need to be illuminating, like where you work, like mm-hmm. right, you can't go to Afghanistan right now, you can't go to the Ukraine, but you you're going to work tomorrow, or on, you're going to church hopefully tomorrow, yeah. but on Monday <laughs> you're going to ch- or to work, and those people with you, right? You can be a light, so I'm going to give you the final work, uh, Miguel, and, and, and how to get your book. Yeah, uh, the book can be found at missionmindedworkplace.com, and, and there you could see an inside look at the book and some of the, the, the businessmen that share their stories, pictures of them, and just kind of a brief descriptions of things that, that they're doing. Uh, morning devotions from the, these uh, morning devotions I have with, with uh, men all over the country. I actually post the morning devotions there on the website for people to read. Uh, 30-day fruit challenges, uh, different challenges on how to, how to love your coworker or show peace, uh, takes you through things you could do over a course of 30 days for each one of those, as well as uh, raising awareness for corporate chaplains in workplaces. That's, That's something great, oh, yeah. that it talks about the positive statistics related to that and how coworkers are all going through something. And in just, uh, you know, I, I think we've, we've kind of said this multiple times is this is an exciting time to be on this earth because people are looking for hope. People are looking for a place where they could feel safe. People are looking for a, a, a place where, where they're going to feel loved and not judged. And, and we could we could show people that through the, the fruit of the Spirit. We, we could love people in a way that, that you can't normally love them and show them a joy that, that they just can't quite wrap their fingers around or head around because it's the joy of our salvation. And it all goes back to the gospel. It all goes back... To, to going, to receiving the good news, and then going and telling somebody and building a relationship. So I just encourage those that are listening to go out to the website, a lot, lot of free stuff to look at and even uh, to do a fruit challenge where you work, um, you know, practical ways to love your coworker over 30 days and just having a conversation with them. So Richard, real quick, tell listeners what they can do to connect with your ministry, even your, your broadcast. Just go to prophecyusa.org. You can you can get free videos, a free app. We've got 35, 45 TV uh, videos on teaching, and you can get the book on Amazon. Uh, it's an Amazon bestseller, both in Canada and the U.S. So Amazon or our website, www.prophecyusa.org. So awesome. We're so grateful for you listening today. You got so much truth coming at you. Encouraging prayer followed by the masculine journey starts here now if you're in Winston-Salem. And then man up with Nikita Koloff. How fun. He was my roommate at the NRB. Can you imagine? <laughs> I was waiting for the Russian snickle if I, sickle if I got snored one time. This is the Truth Network.